An arrest 14 days in the making. How Pennsylvania law enforcement finally tracked down an escaped killer on the run. Nobody seemed to care. Food truck workers fed up the break-ins overnight that targeted several in Northwest Austin. And today marks our coolest day in months. How long the cooler weather and rain sticks around. Well, the woman linked to an alleged extramarital affair with suspended Attorney General Ken Paxton is scheduled to take the witness stand. Now, she is one of the most anticipated witnesses in this impeachment trial, but there's been an unexpected development. Ryan Chandler is live at the state capitol for us tonight. So, Ryan, we know Laura Olson has been waiting several hours to testify. Can you explain what's happening? Well, that's right, Daniel Britt. Good evening. We've just learned of some late breaking news here. We were expecting Laura Olson to testify all day as to the alleged extramarital affair that she had with Ken Paxton. In fact, she was spotted at the Capitol early this morning, but Lieutenant Governor Dan Patrick just came out and said that while she is present tonight, she has been deemed unavailable to testify, at least for the time being. She may be coming up at a later date, but the prosecution's time is already running thin. Meanwhile, today, most of the day's testimony has been made up of a young man named Drew Wicker. He was Paxton's personal assistant and has perhaps spent the most time at Paxton's side of any of his staffers over the last few years. And he testified that Paxton asked him to do a lot of personal tasks, including some of his testimony covered renovations to Paxton's home. The articles of impeachment allege that Nate Paul, Paxton's friend and campaign donor, who is at the heart of these impeachment charges, they say that he paid for those renovations in return for legal favors from the office of the attorney general. Wicker said that he raised concerns about that with Paxton, but lead defense attorney Tony Busby fought to introduce evidence that he says shows the Paxtons paid for their home renovations all by themselves. We've proven that the countertops were not altered in any way, haven't we? The countertops appear to have not been altered. That's the cabinets have not been altered in any way, have they? It would appear that way, yes, sir. The man that was with General Paxton more than anyone else is testifying under oath that you have no evidence, no knowledge that Nate Paul ever did anything for General Paxton other than buy a lunch. Isn't that true? That is correct. So you see that so much of this trial hinges upon both the quality and the quantity of evidence and counsel on both sides has been fighting tooth and nail all day to try to admit their favored evidence that has led to some something of a holding pattern here tonight as they meet behind closed doors to try to hash out some internal problems. We expect them to go till about 6.30 or 7 tonight with arguments wrapping by tomorrow. We'll bring you the latest when we have it from the Capitol. I'm Ryan Chandler. Britt, Daniel. We know you'll be watching, Ryan. Thank you. You can watch the entire Senate trial each day on our website, kxan.com. Check out the Paxton impeachment section. All right, we still got Kristen in for David tonight, and we got a little bit of rain out there. How perfect was nice. this? Yes. Yeah, it's it like great. you just want to go outside and let the rain hit your bones. You know, you know? my three-year-old said, oh, there's clouds this morning. Thank yeah. you, clouds. Exactly. And I thought, thank you, clouds. Yeah. You're bringing thank rain. You, thank you, clouds. I Very like nice that. nice way to say it. <laughs> let me show you what's going on, because, yeah, we are so grateful that finally the skies opened up, brought some rain, although light, to the Austin Metro. Still have storms and showers moving in over the hill country. Some of those could get a little rowdy with lightning. We'll watch it closely. What we've got falling over Travis County.
County is very light, but every maybe five, 10 minutes, you'll need to use the windshield wiper. It's nothing that I think is going to cause too many problems, but here's where we've got a little bit more meat on the bone with the rain showers. Out towards Mason, you can see some of those storms just to the south of the city actually producing quite a bit of lightning, some brief heavy rain for those who maybe take 87 out towards 29 to a few extra minutes to allow yourself to slow the speeds on your way home. Temperatures glorious 70s and 80s. I mean, Maybury didn't even touch the 90s today, all courtesy of the rain and the cooler temperatures with the cloud cover. Mm, and it's going to get better, friends. If you have not seen rain yet, it's coming. More on that here in a few minutes. All right, Kristen, thank you very much. Well, food truck owners in Northwest Austin and a food park pulled into work this morning to find broken glass, damage to doors and cut locks. Our Nabil Ramadan talked to workers who say this isn't the first time. There's a lot of food to choose from at the Hamilton Food Park off 183 north of Breaker Lane. I love to see people happy to eat my food. But Wednesday morning. Here they made several attempts to cut the log. Many of the business owners showed up to find damage. He cut them all trying to get in the window. Erica Guerrero owns Sopa de Fideo. She showed us this video of a man using bolt cutters to cut her locks on her windows. He couldn't get in, so he moves on to another business. This one, it locked through and he cut. This food truck owner wished to remain anonymous, but she had her locks cut, window smashed out, and tip jar taken. I lost my money today. I don't. I can't open until I fix everything. Both owners called police, but Guerrero says she was not happy with the response. Seven to ten days. Thank you and goodbyes. Not a whole lot that they offered to do. She says she feels unsafe and is just trying to make a living. She fears waiting for a detective will only mean others become victims from the same person. Mostly I feel sad. I feel sad that this is what we've, you know, this happens. This is okay. We asked Austin police about the incident and about crimes targeting food trucks overall. They didn't answer our questions, but Guerrero says she's noticed more issues in the area lately. I would definitely like to see um, a lot more of a police presence in the area. She's looking into private security, but for now, it's back to work. She's hoping someone stops the criminal before he strikes again. It's a setback for us, um, for all of us. Nabil Ramadna, KXAN News. And we looked into this story after a viewer alerted us to the overnight break-ins. If you have something you'd like us to look into, you can always send us an email to reportit at kxan.com. Nearly two weeks after escaping from prison, the murderer who had Pennsylvania on edge is now back in custody. NBC's Chris Ballone shows us how they finally caught him. Early Wednesday morning, people in Chester County, Pennsylvania, saw the pictures and heard the words they've been anticipating for two tension-filled weeks. I'm proud to announce the subject is in custody. Repeating, subject is in custody. Police captured convicted murderer Danello Cavalcante in the woods near South Coventry Township, some 20 miles from the jail he escaped from. They were drawn to the area by a burglar alarm Tuesday night. A heat-seeking camera on a helicopter honed in on the escapee, and police were able to quietly surround him. And shortly after 8 a.m., tactical teams converged on the area where the uh, heat source was. Cavalcante did not realize he was surrounded until that had occurred. Authorities say Cavalcante, armed with a stolen rifle, made one last run for it, but a police dog made a big assist in the capture. He began to crawl through 
thick underbrush, taking his rifle with him as he went. The dogs sub subdued him, and team members from both of those teams immediately moved in. Out of nowhere, everybody started to congregate back by the shed, and here they were already bringing them out. One um, camouflage trooper had his gun, his rifle, and then they were walking him up. The capture welcome news for people in this rural area an hour outside Philadelphia. It was actually pretty emotional. We're just, it's a sigh of relief that they've got him. People here have been on edge since Cavalcante scaled a jail wall and ran off late last month, just nine days after being sentenced to life in prison, convicted of the brutal stabbing death of his former girlfriend in 2021. It's just nice to see it come to a conclusion. Police say their first call to announce Cavalcante's capture was to the family members of the woman he murdered. Chris, it's absolutely horrible. You know, telling somebody, I can't fix your car. Ahead, almost 150,000 auto workers on the verge of strike. How your next visit to the mechanic or car dealership could be affected if they walk off the job. Plus, senators brainstorm how to regulate the ever-growing artificial intelligence industry at Congress's first ever AI Insight Forum today. And next, run aground. The crew on board this cruise ship stuck in the remote North Atlantic moves to Plan B after their first attempts to get moving failed. An explosion and fire at an oil and gas facility in North Texas injured at least one person today. Wise County fire crews responded to the fire around 7 this morning near Decatur. And firefighters with the Decatur and Wise County Fire Departments worked to put out the flames, which looked to be contained to one of the storage tanks on the property. Well, still stuck, this luxury cruise ship carrying more than 200 people continues to sit hundreds of miles off the coast of Greenland after running aground on Monday. Now, the good news is the passengers and crew remain safe on board. The bad news is that high tide failed to free the vessel as the ship's crew had hoped. And it's stuck in a very remote part of the North Atlantic. A fishing vessel owned by Greenland's government is on its way and will attempt to pull the 100-meter ship free at high tide. If that doesn't work, the nearest Danish naval ship is on its way too. That rescue vessel is expected to arrive as soon as Friday. Imagine calling your boss and saying, I can't come back. The ship is stuck, right? Yeah, extra vacation time. Hey, we are so happy to see these numbers, not only not in the 100s, but in downtown Austin, not even in the 90s today. We topped out at 89 at Maybury Airport, a little hotter at 91. Rain and cooler temperatures to come. More on that here in a few minutes. Tech leaders, including Elon Musk, descended on D.C. today for the first AI Insight Forum. As NBC's Alice Barr reports, it comes at a time when Senate leaders are pushing Congress to pass legislation to regulate artificial intelligence. From Elon Musk to Mark Zuckerberg, Bill Gates and Sam Altman of ChatGPT, the biggest names in tech gathering on Capitol Hill today for a debate on one of the biggest tools and trials of our times, the growing role of artificial intelligence. The consequences of AI going wrong are, are severe. Um, so we have to be proactive rather than reactive. Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer and Republican Mike Rounds leading the first in a series of AI insight forums about how Congress can regulate the fast-moving industry. Putting guardrails in place to deal with issues like bias, 
and work, worker education and jobs. AI is not going away. It's going to be here for a long, long time. Since ChatGPT burst onto the scene late last year, demonstrating AI's ability to closely mimic human conversation, the world of artificial intelligence has raised powerful possibilities and existential angst. Dr. Alex Alonzo studies the impact of AI on the workforce. The ability of, that AI has to uh, economize, to make things more efficient, and to automate specific processes, it certainly has an impact. Workers should do their best to actually develop the skills so they don't find themselves in that position. Democratic Senator Elizabeth Warren and Republican Lindsey Graham are pushing legislation to create a new tech-regulating federal agency. These giants aren't just big. They are big and they kill competition. And that means they kill innovation. Rare bipartisan agreement about the need for AI guardrails as leaders eye the potential impacts on everything from spreading disinformation to national security. From Capitol Hill, Alice Barr, NBC News. Hurricane Lee is making its way across the Atlantic today, expected to impact New England and Atlantic Canada as early as Friday. Now, Lee is expected to hit Bermuda first with strong winds and rain by early tomorrow. Lee is already producing high surf and intense rip currents across much of the East Coast. And we know, Kristen, you've been watching this as well. Not yeah. going to hit us in any way, shape, or form, right? Not Texas, yeah. No impacts to Texas, but New England, yeah. New England could uh, get kind of get glancing blow, if you will. Let me show you where this storm is expected to go because it is a Category 2 storm expected to weaken. We do have uh, some watches up for Bermuda, some warnings up as well, just because it will get close. And this storm is big. I mean, in its it was a category five, but it's going to slowly weaken as it continues to move north. We do have some tropical storm watches up for parts of New England. I mean, we're looking at a few feet of storm surge, some rip currents, high swells, heavy rain, gusty winds, all of that here as we get into the weekend along the northeast. As far as direct landfall, maybe out towards Canada, but this is going to be far from home. What we're seeing right now, not tropical in nature, but hey, we don't even care, right? We just want it to rain, and that's what it's doing right now in the hill country. Got a little bit of light rain down here in Travis County. Strongest storm I'm looking at is right over Hilda here. Uh, Hedwig's Hill right along 87. Not severe, but some lightning. Heavy rain too will bring down visibility along 87. We're going to be watching that closely, but these rain totals will come up because of that. Already seen just north of Mason, uh, about an inch and a quarter. Most of us since midnight have seen only light rain, but these numbers will change, and I'm thinking in a big way over the next next several days. Tonight, 73, a 50% chance of storms. We're going to continue to roll those rain chances in tomorrow, 50 to 60%. Depending on the timing of when those rain showers move in and out, it really influenced the temperatures like it did today, right? Didn't even see the 90s here in Austin. It was beautiful. But when it comes to the rain, it's possible we see a few more storms and showers between now and the later part of this evening, especially since those storms look to uh, keep on chugging out in the hill country. This model's struggling with that, but I like what it's showing tomorrow. Tomorrow, we start with a cluster of storms and showers potentially impacting your morning commute, so not a bad idea, parents, to factor in extra five, 10 minutes to get the kids to school safely. Pickup time might be influenced too by this second round. And as we talked about yesterday, it's not one big storm sweeping through the state. It's a stationary front and these little disturbances that are rolling in. So it's rounds of rain expected today, 
tomorrow. And then again, as we get into Friday, Saturday also looking wet with rounds of rain. Sunday we start to taper the rain chances. I'm thinking by Monday there won't be a whole lot left. But between right now and the end of the day Saturday, we've got some good looking rainfall potential. Generally speaking, anywhere from about a half an inch to an inch and three quarters. Certainly looking at the possibility of more though. In fact, some of those beefier showers and storms could put down quite a bit of rain in a short amount of time and some nuisance flooding will be possible here. I'm not talking widespread river kind of flooding with this, especially because we're so dry. I mean, our ground will be able to hold a lot, but we might run into some issues with some ponding, uh, the low lying spots flooding out briefly. But hey, rain is a good thing and something to plan for if you're gonna be out uh, watching land passes take on Connolly here. You'll notice temperatures will be in the 80s, We've got storms and showers in the area, so the lightning concern is there, but I'm hoping this will just be plain old rain. What's better than playing playing or watching the game in the rain? I think we've been so dry and we've been so hot that it's gonna, it's gonna take a lot to uh, dampen our spirits with this rainfall forecast here. 60% today, 70% I should say, uh, as we get into Friday here. So our rain chances will improve and peak Friday, slowly come down into the weekend, potentially soggy for tailgaters on Saturday. Temperatures not bad. Low 90s for most days. It's when the rain shuts off. The sunshine comes back. We see a little bit of a warm up there Tuesday, Wednesday. Overnight lows up for 60s to low 70s for the next week. Well, it's not just Hollywood. Just how many Texan jobs are being impacted by the film and TV's writer's strike. Russian President Vladimir Putin and North Korean leader Kim Jong-un met for talks today at the Russian spaceport. During the meeting, Putin signaled a potential willingness to assist North Korea in developing its space and satellite program. Utah Republican Senator Mitt Romney has announced that he is not running for a second term. Sure, I'm sure someone here His current term has ends in 2025. The 76-year-old made the announcement on Twitter saying, quote, it's time for a new generation of leaders. Romney was elected to the Senate in 2018. Today in Austin, members of the union representing actors and writers for film and TV rallied in North Austin. A handful of SAG-AFTRA supporters protested in front of the Amazon location at the Domain. Union members are asking for a cut of streaming revenue and protections against artificial intelligence, among other things. We have about 2,000 actors right here in Texas who work and work for a living as actors. They care about their trade, what they do, and they deserve respect and the dignity that comes with a good paycheck and basic work of protection. The strike officially started back in July. Auto workers could walk off the job later this week. As NBC News' Jesse Kirsch reports, it comes at the same time American automakers are trying to showcase their new vehicles. We're here in Detroit at the city's auto show kicking off today, but arguably there's a lot more buzz about what's going on behind the scenes than about what's happening out here on the show floor. That's because the United Auto Workers and the big three, GM, Stellantis, and Ford, are currently in the middle of negotiations trying to avert a strike between those three companies and roughly 150 thousand workers. Potential implications for you if you're looking to buy a new car, if you need a repair on the car you currently own, and of course we're talking about the livelihoods of thousands of people. What we know about the latest negotiation offers from both sides, as well as the potential impact for you watching at home. All of that and much more coming up tonight on Nightly News. And later tonight on KXAN, it's America's Got Talent at 7 o'clock, and then back-to-back -back episodes of Night Court, followed by Chicago PD, and then we're back with KXAN News at 10.